What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 239 of Left Coast Leafs Podcast. I'm Sean Orr, joined my good buddy Trevor Bast. We're almost at the 10-game mark. This might be a best start of the season in years. We're currently 5-2-1. and one. Didn't, didn't we didn't we hit the uh ten the, this particular like lengthy road trip at this part of the season last year they went on the west coast trip and, yeah, and, and we were shit. they were they were like one like I think they were literally one loss from firing Sheldon Keefe. We had a Kefo meter going we for did. a bit until they we won did. 15 in a row and then we absolutely like, well, did. Thing. Yeah, that was crazy. So yeah, be- better start they they are pl- they're playing some good hockey right now. Like they're just like you know what I like we we can yeah we can we can talk about something I noticed in last night's game, uh, but uh, we, we, we talk about the games. But you say you have a beer, I do. It uh, I have one from the Creamore Brewery, mm. a session IPA, and this was uh, was given to me. It's a five point one percent alcohol. Yeah. Uh, so the Creamore Brewery, it's uh, our rolling hills, like our people, are filled with distinctive and unconventional character. Lucky for you, we've bottled all of this in our uniquely sessionable IPA. So uh, I've already had the beer. Yeah, it's excellent. Like it, it is a, uh, it's an enjoyable beer. It's it's not quite the uh, the beer like a, a true IPA, which I'm used to with that really overly the hoppiness to it. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 nice. You can sit down. You could easily crush it. Nice. Um, it, it's it still has a nice like a, a nice aftertaste with the hoppiness. Great mouthfeel. It's not too heavy, so it's not as heavy as your normal IPA where I think mm-hmm. you can crush it. Yeah. And so for me, I've, I've already had one, and nice. it, it's definitely it's a, it's a Austin Matthews on opening night. It's, a, ah, it's our, nice. our second level. It's not it's nice. not quite our number one. That's just because yeah. it's not the true IPA that I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Um, but yeah. So would great. you would you say in your in your own like beer taste that hoppiness equals happiness? It does. Hoppiness does equal happiness. <laughs> that's that, that's we should put that on a T-shirt. That should be our theme. <laughs> that we've been looking for like a, a catchphrase for our podcast for a long time. Now. Like hoppiness equals happiness. I yeah, I think uh, that would okay. be T-shirt worthy. Anybody listen to this? I'm declaring the trademark, verbal trademark rights on this right now, right now. <laughs> That's as far as our trademark is going to go. Yeah. Well, I had a, I was in Regina for the past week, as you know, and um, on the Thursday night Dallas game, I sat with my brother and watched the game at his place, which was really fun to do. And we went to the uh, Sobeys liquor store and we picked up three <laughs> beers that we shared and nice. we enjoyed them all. One was from a Regina brewery, which was a Johnny Kolsch. Uh, from High Key Brewing Company in Regina. And then we kind of shifted into some just like a couple East Coast beers from Briggs, Big Spruce Brewing Company. It was a organic oatmeal stout. Ooh, And then from nice. Propeller Brewing, um, it was an, an IPA. Uh, it was a 6.5. And uh, <clears throat> it's called the Galaxy Indian Pale Ale. And um, yeah, all, all very nice. All in that Matthews wheelhouse. Uh, the stout, actually, you know what? The stout was bordering on a JTOT series clinching goal. It was so good. Wow. And it is stout season. Maybe that's why my brain kind of was like, oh, stouty. It was cold. It snowed. <laughs> stout was just hitting the spot. So had a had a decent beer week in uh, in Regina. So yeah. Very nice. Yeah. 
So, and you went to a little Halloween screamathon last night. Did you win? Uh, I don't know if it was a winner or loser, but it, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, called Scream Park in, in Kitchener. Okay. Uh, and and it was it was a great time. It it was scary. I, I definitely screamed Did you? probably the most nice. at our group. Oh yeah, like it. It's fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good and there's that's like awesome. there's lots of like live like character people that are kind of like to scare you too and they're all dressed up and this place had awesome like um set up like uh, attractions like of like dummies and stuff and it, right it was it was very good nice nice so um we're coming off of a successful five game road trip as we just three one and one, on. yep, three one and one. Uh, you know, I I honestly had a really good feeling about last night's game going in, and then I still had a good feeling about the OT. And they, they just touch the puck. They just couldn't. Touch, <laughs> they just couldn't get the puck back. And that's what happens when you start with David Camp, right? Like he just, uh, you know, like he's not he's he's a serviceable defensive three on three player, which apparently the NHL needs lots of. But the, th- or, or the thing Keith is, though, of, I don't know. In in previous iterations, though, he's won the face off and he gets right off. But yes, what, it it did work though because he lost the face off and for the most part he played well defensively. And it wasn't until like the third shift where they got the uh, they they got the the goal. So if yeah. it wasn't like it backfired. It, I, I get why he's doing it because he it's he wins the face off and he's immediately off the ice mm-hmm. and Austin Matthews is on. Or if he doesn't, he's there from a defensive role and he's playing with Marner. So like, it, it's for me, it's kind yeah. of like a it's a win win. You know, you know, it would be a cool three on three experiment in a, in a game like let's say near the end of the season that has absolutely no meaning because the Leafs went three minutes without touching the puck last night, right? Yes. And after after forty seconds, you're gassed. So yeah, the the other team, if you if they aren't turning it over, you're kind of effed, right? And they can continue to regroup and regroup and come at you again exit the zone but not let you change what if a team won won the uh won the face off pulled their goalie that'd be aggressive went four <laughs> on three but that'd be kind of a fun little experiment because like let's say it's like the last game of the season or whatever and you and you don't need the point the point doesn't matter it'd be kind of cool for entertainment factor and it might start a trend what if the point did matter though then maybe you do it if the point matters desperately more Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's it's where you need to to uh, to get the win, and it's like you know what, fuck it. If 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 we lose, we're out of the playoffs. If we we get that extra point, yeah, that that's where I could see it being like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, but I I want I want to see that happen one day. I want, I'm sure it's happened at some level of hockey because almost all levels from junior up do the three on three now. Yeah, I'm sure it's so- happened. There's two big things I think we need to touch on with with the road trip, and then mm-hmm. we're going to end it off with just some uh, some willy talk. Yeah. Um, for, first uh, is Joe's, the emergence of Joseph Wall, mm-hmm. which we we kind of saw, and second is injuries on defense. Uh, do you have a preference on which one we start? Yeah, let's at? go. Let's go with the positive one first. Let's go with Joseph so, Wall's emergence. He, he's looked really good. So mm-hmm. he came out in relief with Tampa and basically got us the two points there. Played excellent uh, against Dallas. Uh, was was really really good there. And then where was his the third game or the, sorry the one before Dallas in Washington again very good. So yeah, he picked up three wins on the road trip. They go back to Sammy last night, which was fine. I get why Keith's doing mm. that, but yeah, Wall is like this is this is potent. This is a big potential for us, and I don't want to get too far ahead of us, no. but there's some hope here. There is, and and as far as just like. 
I, I, like Leaf fans always get shit on for for hyperbole and overhyping our players and that kind of stuff. But my stance on Wall is, why not? I mean, eventually the law of averages has to swing towards us for a go- for a drafted and developed true number one goalie. Sure. You know, so I, I I'm looking at it as like. He's good. He's good today. He's good. And there's no reason, like, there are examples for, for, like, every year of a, of a young goalie emerging. And, yep. and, and quite frankly, we just haven't had a Canadian goalie emerge for a long, long time. And well, he's not, he's not Canadian. Joseph Wall? Oh, he's oh he, played in the, he played in the CHL. Right. He's but, American though. Okay, but I, I was almost re- referencing the fact that let's just say North American, like if if we see like a Russian goalie or a or a Finnish goalie or something like that, like come out of nowhere in there as a young player, which he's actually not young, but um, but we we just normalize we've normalized that because they've become the goalie factories of of global hockey, right? Yeah. And North American goalies not so much anymore. So. Like if Shosturkin or Georgiev or someone like that comes out of nowhere, it's like, yeah, we kind of expected that. So let's just kind of expect it out of Joseph Wall. Let's just the, the one, the one thing I like about him is this that calm demeanor. Like he, right. he's just he, he's very he's not mm-hmm. uh, find that he's just he's not erratic in the crease. He's just he's very calm. Uh, he's always or for the most part in the right position and making the right play. Mm-hmm. And it's just I, I think that that's big for this team right now mm-hmm. where yeah. Sammy was just, he's, he's kind of like, he, he doesn't quite have his game yet where walls come in and it's just like, he's in the right position and then he makes a really good save when he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what Max Domi said about him this past week. Like, and, and call him Kerry Price. Well, you know, he, see, that's, that's where in, these comments get so misinterpreted. Like, and cause I listened to the overdrive guys discuss it too. And of course, noodles being the goalie guru and, and as a complete anti Toronto person, although he admits that he's not, he so is right. Yeah. And he just pumps the brakes on everything Toronto and defends everything Alberta. And, um, <laughs> is such a diplomat when it comes to Alberta, but the comments were taken out of context because all he referred, all he made an example to was demeanor and some, yeah. some some movement. But of course, you bring up a name of a legend like Carey Price. I know, and people are going to go, "Oh, now here we go, Toronto Market," and da 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 da. Right? So it's uh, it's just kind of funny. But I mean, every goalie has a similar style to another goalie who was good. That's what like that's what you do. <laughs> like, yes. Like, why would you not want to copy Carey Price? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. So let's just have a little, a small hypothetical. Um, will he? Will Joseph Wall be our starter game one of the playoffs? All things being healthy. It there, there's just way too much hockey to play out here to know that. You're but no if fun. you if you if it if if it game one was starting tomorrow, he's the starter. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I I think I think he'll have a I think he'll he'll stay very consistent throughout the year. And Sammy might have more ups and downs if Sammy's even a thing. A lot of people criticize Sammy for last night's overtime goal. It was a weak goal, but he'd been on the ice for three minutes straight, and the Leafs hadn't touched the puck. He must have been so tired. Yeah. Yeah. So. So like, yeah. So anyway, it, it is what it is. It's what it is, and yeah. So like that, but yeah. So probably the best thing about Wall though is he's signed for two more years at like eight hundred thousand, yeah. which is going to be massive. That's huge. That's huge as we move into the topic after the next topic after this one, though, 
But um, so defensive yeah. injuries. Yeah. So Timmons. McCabe. Yeah. So Timmons is already on the IR. McCabe has a hamstring, and then Lilligren went down last night. So we're not quite sure what that's going to mean. But we're now on to defensemen eight and nine mm-hmm. in our roster. Geo's having to play some big minutes here. Where, where's your concern level right now with with what it's looking like? Um, I I think I think you're just kind of replacing like there's not I'm, I'm not concerned. Let's just put it that like my 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 level of concern is a pint on the patio to steal it from the uh, overdrive level mm-hmm. of concern levels. And okay. I'm not in full Nicolas Cage mode because <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're kind of outside of Lilligren, who's you know, emerging. Uh, we're just replacing depth guys with depth guys. Like, I, like McCabe wasn't setting the world on fire. No. Um, our, our, our D was already thin. It's just going to remain thin. And one of the things I was going to mention about last night's game that I noticed a lot was a lot of back pressure by our forwards defensively, a lot of good defensive zone positioning by our forwards and st- and just intercepting pucks in lanes and stuff like that. Like I thought they yeah. did a remarkable job, like, like especially in the third period. So I think what the Keith has created as a coach here, and I mean, I got to give him credit for this, is just a really sound defensive structure from all four lines. And, and so it's, that gives it's me been like that co- for years. It, it, it has been. And let, that gives me less pause for concern um defensively unless until until O'Reilly goes down or a or a Brody goes down but I'm not saying that we don't need a big a secondary big fish on that blue line if we want to contend for the Stanley Cup though that's a separate concern all all altogether the, the thing is when you you play those two and you saw it last night and you can play them for 25 to 30 minutes which they can easily do they are very good together and yeah. like that that's that's a number one deep pairing easily yeah. in yeah. the league and yeah. i think in years past you saw maybe it was the pressure from from up up above to to break up those two but when you have those two together that's a formable a number one d pairing and that's where i think it's the importance of Lilligan emerging as a top four d man which then stabilizes our second pair with mccabe because mccabe mm-hmm. has looked a lot better playing with Lilligan versus klingberg yeah it just it, it's just an added element to this team where Really, outside of that one issue that Lilligren had, like that in game one where he kind of fucked up, he's been great all year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And so um, I do like, like, Brody seems to be over what he was ailing him at the end of last season. Probably injury. I mean, you you know, he, like, a guy who's just a guy whose game, whose strength of game is his brain, like TJ Brody, they don't just forget how to play hockey. He had something physical going on with him last year, and so, Likely. so that that I, I have total faith in in a healthy Brody and, and Riley combo still. So, but th- we haven't heard exactly what the Lilligren injury was, have we? Uh, it, it it sounds like it's not bad, but it's it's something. Like they didn't really get in specific. It seems now that with Dubis gone, Tree Living's like upper lower body, and that's all we're getting. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I like. I like. We're, we're back to that. I like it. Back to that, yeah, yeah. So we have a bit of a hot topic issue, and some people we have a hot player. Hot player. We have a hot player who's has an expiring contract. Who is? I mean, I don't want to like. Who is a part of a core that hasn't got the job done? Yep. Who is fucking looking to get paid? 
and is yep. betting on himself and is doing exactly what all of us would have expected Willie to do when he bets on himself in a contract year, right? Yep. And uh, I like I think it's a bigger dilemma than a lot of people think right now. Um, you know, you see a lot of when he makes a great play, you see some Twitter posts, just pay the man and uh, just give him ten million and stuff like that. And like, man, like I don't see that as good. The good, thing a- is- I don't see that as good asset management right now at this at the phase of this era of this team. The thing is, we have seen this from William Elander throughout his career. Like he can have a 10, 20, 30 game stretch mm-hmm. where he, he is a top 20 player in the league. And you're like, this guy is incredible. And it's gone for 10 games. And mm-hmm. you're like, where the fuck is Willie? Yeah. It's, it's something that we've seen his entire career. Yeah. Like if you, if you want to base it off the first nine games of the year or eight games of the year, yeah, it definitely looks like he's, he's a lights out mm-hmm. top player, mm-hmm. but we've seen this. Then, then yeah. he's going to go away. He goes away for, yeah. Uh, 10 games uh, if he does this over the first 50 games of the year that that's something that would then like pique Mm. my interest Mm -hmm. because that's something we haven't seen we haven't seen across an entire season right but but okay so let me ask you this though okay so we're talking about regular season willie's ebbs and flows right we all know what his high we, we, we all know what his best looks like we all know what his worst looks like we all know that he scores in the playoffs. I'm not saying he scores clutch goals in the playoffs. Some people miss like misspeak and say he's clutch in the playoffs. Well, no, he's not. He just scores in the playoffs. Someone's got to score guys in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. guys don't. But a clutch wasn't I haven't seen him score an overtime game winner yet in series that we've lost by one game, right? So like that's not clutch. So well, he, did, he did score a big goal in game five to tie the game yeah. late to get to overtime. Sure. So. Yeah, but somebody's like they're not gonna score zero goals in a series. Right, like yes. So somebody's going to score the goals. So, but my question to you, I guess, is like, does a strong season by Nylander, let's say he remains consistent, scores forty-five goals, they don't do anything about his contract? Okay. Well, let's say let's say he resigns, but let's say they don't use him as an asset to flip for balance in the rest of the lineup or on D. Do you think we are? closer to winning a Stanley Cup for that reason alone. Or because when well, then, we go into the playoffs with the same thin D and the same four top like top heavy core of but skilled then players. The, the flip the flip side of that is well then you gotta think of flipping Marner. And is it even possible? Just, I don't, like, I don't with think, his... I, I don't think you do. I just don't I like as much as we've criticized Marner way more than Elander in, in the last like three years like we give Willie way more flowers than we do uh, uh, Marner simply probably because of still the bad taste in our mouth from the contract. He's kind of an indispensable player. Like, would you rather have Mitch Marner or William Lee? I'd rather have Mitch Marner, quite frankly, because of the penalty killing aspect. Because he has everything he does. Yes, absolutely. Because, because like you take, you, you take like configure a penalty kill without Marner. Like, I don't like our chances of winning a series without that in there alone. Yeah, you know, he, he's a he was a selkie finest last year. He is, <laughs> yeah. So like, I I don't know. Like, you just you just can't have you just can't have it all. 
right? Like you just and then and then, then never never mind like the if you do re-sign Willie and and he gets his ten and then but then you still have one more season with Tavares on the books and you still have to go through the same imbalance in your roster and the same like unprecedented four players at ten million or more that no other team has, right? Like I I don't I don't like having this conversation like. Well, I mean, I do because it's just fun sports conversation. It's like owning like people like I, I get kind of trashed on Twitter for like just enjoy the season and just, but you know what? It's just fucking sports talk. Like, you guys all have your people have their fucking fantasy NFL teams. Like, why don't you just enjoy football and not have a fantasy team then? You know what I mean? Like, this is my fantasy. <laughs> like armchair GMing the Leafs on Twitter is my fantasy football team. Right? I've seen the interactions have definitely gone up as well. Yes. Yeah. And and so Twitter's a little bit back. But yeah. like, what are, what are your what are your thoughts? Like, like, what if what if they get to the trade deadline and Willie hasn't resigned? What 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 like what would you be thinking? If, or or if just I in up, general as asset management, period. If I woke up tomorrow and they sign him to an eight times nine point five to nine point two, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I can live with that. But, if I wake up tomorrow and they and there's a trade for a number one D man and something else for him, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. So let's say you uh, had to let's say let's say you had to take one and let's let's assume that the trade is good. Okay, let's assume that like the sky isn't falling and they're not gonna not gonna trade him for Darnell Nurse. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like we're gonna get, they're gonna get a real defenseman or a, a, a defenseman and a good secondary scorer or something like that, right? Like what's your pre- what's your preference? Will he at eight times nine or that? Like, because because no, the keeping in mind the goals to win the Stanley Cup, and win four rounds of playoffs, which is hard. For me, I I would be comfortable with either scenario. Really? Yep. Huh. It, it would it would like it wouldn't bother me either way. No, I don't. I don't see. I don't see scenario A with resigning Willie and running it back, as even a. 25% chance of winning a Stanley Cup. Okay. Because he doesn't, like, for what he does, there's stuff he doesn't do. And he doesn't do what Mark Stone does in the fucking third and fourth round of the playoffs. Right? Like, he doesn't he doesn't yeah. lay his life on the line for the Stanley Cup. Either is Matthews, and either is Marner. So I'm not just saying Willie, right? And And that's just, like, I think the culture that's on this team... I think it needs to be less of that to get where they actually need to go. Fascinating subject. That it is. It's super fascinating. And I mean, yeah. and, and I, I love the player. Like, I wish we were just talking about someone we didn't like. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. it'd be so much easier. But, but like, because what I'm saying is it's hard and it's, it's hard for people to, to get their head around this as well. Not because people are, are stupid and they don't understand hockey and the salary cap, but because it's an emotional subject. Like Willie is like a beloved Maple Leaf right now. So he doesn't want to leave. So he doesn't want to leave, but he's not going to take a discount. And neither no. is Marner. So like, and that's like the, for a, a topic for an absolutely other day is like, what's the, what's the number on Marner's contract starting July 1st next year? Like it well, has to start with a 12. <laughs> like he's not going to take no raise. But like, if they sign them, to, uh, we're not we're not even going no no. But you, that's right. what I mean, though. Then you're si- you're sitting there with a, a, after even even after JT leaves the books, you're sitting there with a, a ten and eleven or a ten a twelve and a thirteen million dollar player. 
Potentially, yep. Yeah. So, but then the cap's 90. But which yeah. is different. Which is which okay. is different. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. I think this this is a good pod. Wraps it up. So next the next pod we are going to um so we we as we promised and we actually remembered, we're going to do a 10 game report card. And Correct. how good does it line up? The pre-post the Boston the Bruins. Fucking Boston Bruins who are defying odds once again. But the right? thing is this year we're not fucking down 10 points already. No. <laughs> no, exactly. We're, yeah. We're in the realm. So they got the Kings on Tuesday for game number nine, and then they're off to Boston for game number 10. We're going to do a little report card evaluation in the pregame, and then just touch on the game in the postgame. But we have some very, we're working on some very interesting um, grading techniques for, uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, to, we're going to enter the woke generation of <laughs> teacher student evaluations. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and it's like no no letter grades because those are punitive and they hurt feelings. We're not hurting any they, feelings on Thursday. That's what they call my friend a tease. That's a tease. <laughs> All right. Uh okay, prediction for the for the game on uh Wednesday and Thursday. What do you think? Um Leafs lose to LA, and then I'll save my prediction for the pre-post okay. on uh, Thursday. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a really quick I'm gonna do a really quick thing here. I'm gonna do I'm gonna Google Edmonton weather because the the Winter Classic starts in four hours. McDavid is playing. It's two degrees right now at um, four p.m. our time. Puck drop. It's going to be two degrees minus three. By the end of the game, so are you predicting a bit of a feisty game? Seeing that both those teams are kind of like fighting for their lives right now. Yeah, I'm expecting it. This could be the least exhibition-like um, outdoor game so far. Could be some shit Very could go so. down. All I, right, I say Flames win. I'm gonna go with Flames too. Okay, <laughs> all right, go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Thank you.